emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, that's right, you've heard us for a second time this week as we recap USA's The Purge, Episode 7, entitled Lovely Dark and Deep. Ooh, that's lovely dark and deep. Sassy. (laughs) But for the sake of brevity and our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers, so spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Genius, your take on this episode. I fucking dug this, man. This is a lot of good shit happened to this, but a lot of things like you know a lot of things just like pissed me off and like care not like in a bad way i don't have any like really technical things just like you know of course like a like a good hamburger should have i got beef i so i wholeheartedly agree and i i understand where you're coming from (laughs) um genius and i talked off air that we are going to break this down into three different subsections Mm -hmm. uh the Dahmer dinner party slash jenna and rick uh, with with Lila in tow, yeah, the Purge Protector and Jane, because in this episode their stories really converge, and then we have Miguel and Penelope. Mm-hmm. So, like we do on all the episodes, Genius, which one would you rather talk about first? It seemed to me like Miguel and Penelope's was the shortest, so let's get that one done. Okay. So what we see is is Miguel and Penelope actually <laughs> escape from the Carnival of Flesh by using the the trolley cart of death right um, bring out your dead the zamboni of death <laughs> just fucking like plague doctors like bah, 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 you know <laughs> so they're able to get out of the carnival of flesh and they yeah. kind of escape off into the woods and they run across like a they, they do a lot of inner turmoil and like a lot of brother sister fighting but well, they come across like hillbilly injustice like we've like, we've never <laughs> seen it before. Fucking, I told you, it was like Fight Club, a fat club. Because, like, it was the big dude. It was like, like, fucking bitch tits Bob. His name was Robert Paulson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so they're fucking, like, fucking wailing on each other. And, like, girl, you know? I mean, because, I mean, it's, I mean, why? First of all, here's my thing. How dare you fornicate my sister wife? Right? Here's my thing. A fight club, while technically, like, I don't want to say morally irrehensible, it's not at all, it's still not illegal. So, theoretically, they're wasting purge night. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, now, if it's a fight to the death, Thunderdome, okay, okay, I can understand. If, like, it's a fist fight brawl and somebody dies, cool. But, like, if you set up rules, like, in in Fight Club, and, like, if somebody taps out or says, I'm done, the fight stops, you can have your hillbilly fight club on, like, Taco Tuesday. So it's like like you're wasting a good purge. No groin shots, eye gouges. Right? Now now if 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 what happened later on to the loser via zip line, fuck all that noise. But at the same time, 
Nah, it's 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 doable. Yeah. So I mean, we we've got Penelope and, and Miguel kind of just going through the the motions, and then all of a sudden you see like. But, but wait, before we get into the zip line, before because that was great. <laughs> I want to talk about that. But before we get into that, first of all, fuck Penelope because here's the thing. It's funny. The first thing you hear from her mouth is like, well, "What do you want from me?" And like. I'm 100% with Miguel. A thank you would be nice. Exactly. I just right? risked my ass to come and save you. And then he's like, well, nobody asked you. I'm like, oh, well, that's a fucking stupid ass excuse. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. Well, nobody asked you. You would have been fucking dead if it wasn't for me. I know. So Stop drinking the Kool-Aid on the magic bus. Right? It wasn't until actually they had all their feelings out and like where one person was coming from, Miguel was like, dad's last words will protect you, which I thought was way more touching than like, uh, um, uh, Penelope's like, oh, don't you understand? I want to go. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. He just risked life and limb. A little bit of gratitude would be nice. Yeah, and I mean, he had to go through Otis's, you know, Otis's gauntlet and right? all kinds of other shit. He had to meet with, you know, the the cop and through a lot of shit. And then like, well, what do you want from me? Oh, thank you. Seriously, exactly. I mean, some he, sort of gratitude. I mean, he's out on purge night trying to find his sister, and his right. sister's being just a insolent little shit. Right. I wouldn't say like, you know, he's like, and then it's like, how many people did you kill? Like tonight, doesn't, enough. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Enough, right? I killed Henry and his goof eye. You know, so like, and that's the one that really counts. Well, I mean, technically, you took his eye a long time ago. I'm, no, I said and his goof. Oh, eye. I know. Yeah, but still, but still, fucking a little bit of gratitude, and I'm finally glad that you finally, have our gratitude. Right? And then, like, I'm finally it took realize the the, the zip line <laughs> for her to be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Maybe yeah, exactly. Save my ass." W- w- when you see the hillbilly human torch, <laughs> <laughs> that is fucked up. I have never seen anybody set on fire, and I don't know if this was a dummy or an animatronic, but that dude was moving. It, it was it, a dude. I've got a feeling it might have been a stunt. It was a stunt man. Fucking flaming down zip line. That's some fucking stunt rock shit. Exactly. You know? And, and if that person doesn't earn their SAG card just for that right. stunt, there is no justice in this world. It looked cool as shit. And I never seen anything like that before. I've seen some fight clubs, but never seen like flaming zip lines. That was dope. I'm telling you. That was dope as the shit. The Hillbilly Human Torch. <coughs> Flame on! I, I just want to know after that cut was done, you know. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, we can't get to Steve. I mean, did they have, like, the fire truck on hand underneath them to just kind of spray him down? I hope he ziplined into a pool, you know? <laughs> I could just see, like, a bunch of, like, grips with, like, a kiddie pool. <laughs> like, it's just running around. It's a kiddie <laughs> pool full of, like, green jello. <laughs> something. Something. Hey, make sure you don't get the ca- the kiddie pool filled with kerosene. Oh, no! <laughs> you know? Just. So, and apparently, while Miguel and Penelope were on their escape route, you know, the, I guess these the hillbillies saw them or a, another purge group saw them because Penelope gets caught in a snare. And she wouldn't have got caught if it wasn't for her fucking dress. Going that, back to last time, that big-ass flounce, fuck that. I, I don't know what it is with the, the ye old you know, the ye old garb. Yeah. But it's like, man, she should have ditched it. Yep. I mean, she should Long time ago. Put on some pants. Right? <laughs> so. Fucking something. But, you know, alas, you know, we, we finally get to the point where uh, Miguel gets Penelope out of the snare. Everything is all good. He shoots off a couple shots and they get out of the, you know, unscathed. But the thing about it is maybe I don't know my, my tactical still skills or whatnot, but it seemed like the the, the hillbillies or the hunters or whatever were far away enough where he didn't have to like, hey, and we're here, pop, pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he was just trying to shoot to scare him away. But, but possibly. Not, yeah. But at the same time, it's purge night. 
And like what they talking about guns like they ain't got none. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you never know, man. Maybe this, this could have been their first purge. No, oh, that's could true. have been a father son purge. Oh, there we go. Yeah, like their first deer hunt. My boy's not a man until he bags himself the most dangerous game. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> so. No, good point. But then they get away, and everything seems hunky fucking dory. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to to Miguel's point, I mean, they're they're gonna try to go off and get some pancakes. I mean, I, he he never promised. I know he never promised he pancakes, never promised. but I mean. I know that would get me to safety in the purge if somebody promised pancakes. Oh, yeah. All is forgiven. You know what I'm saying? I, all I'm saying is if you said, yo, yo, D, we, we got to go get some tremendous 12, I'd be like, bet, bet that shit. Right. I mean, we, we'd be off. Fat I'd stacks. be hot wiring cars, and I don't even know how to hot wire a car. Right. That's Fat how stacks. That's how serious pancakes are. It's so, super serious. So with Miguel and Penelope essentially being wrapped up for this episode, who would you like to talk about next? Before we go, Conjectureville, where's pancakes? I, I, think they're, I think they're going back to the bar. Yeah, you think yeah. they're going back to Steve the Cops? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. That's the only place that's safe in uh, yeah, half that we safe. know of. Yeah. You know? And, like, you know, he should probably... That would be kind of cool because he did He did promise that if he gets her back, he would bring her back to the bar. Yeah. And so, like, one, if he does, good on Miguel. Yeah. So... Got to introduce him to the cop, buddy. Yeah, Steve you the know, Cop. Find out... Steve the Cop. That's but, his name, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was Joe. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't remember. No, Steve for maintenance. <laughs> Joe the cop. That's man. We're we're getting our purge peeps mixed up. <laughs> so, but no. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it would be nice for Miguel to take her back to the bar. You know, just so that the the cop could figure out you know why Miguel was so hell bent on getting out during the purge. And the fact, like, hey, your good deed that helping me out did do some good. But honestly, I mean. Good deed, my ass. I mean, he got a bit, pretty bitching car out of the. Oh, he did, deal. but at the same time, he didn't have to do the shit. You know, he just. But he didn't do it all for naught. But not the second time with the cow and the cowboy. He still got a bitching car. That's, That's true. That gives like three favors. That's like a magic genie. Like a genie, like he got the wish card. Yeah, like, the Arabian so, Yeah, that'd be great. Fucking the Agrabah two thousand. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> so with with Miguel and Penelope pretty much taken care of. Uh, who would you like to jump to next? Do you want to talk to Jenna, Rick, and Lila, or would you like to talk about the Purge Protector and Jane? Let's do Jenna and Rick and Lila, because yeah, this... I want to save the Purge Protector for last. Yeah, I think that Purge was Protector the was the most satisfying for me. <laughs> exactly. The absolute most the, satisfying, the most cathartic of all the the stories. But this one, the Jenna and Rick, this it consistently makes me angry. Yeah, it okay. consistently. I, makes I know me why angry. it makes me angry. Genius. Why does it? Why does it? irk you jenna is pissing me off and she's being <laughs> thank stupid you. thank you she's being stupid and she's pissing me off and she's, she's being blinded consistently pissing me off like from the first two episodes i'm like okay cool jenna cool 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 but like from like then on i'm like jenna you get your head out of your ass and fucking think straight about something you know anything please just, just please, think straight please but yeah, I'll get to why I'm angry in specific places soon, but right. let's just get to the... Okay, so the last episode we saw that Lila actually gets to the door at Jenna and Rick's house, and she's banging on the door. She's obviously distraught. She's obviously injured, and she's obviously being chased by somebody that came from the Dahmer Stanton dinner party. Or somewhere or else. Or somewhere else. Maybe because maybe she ran and she got picked up by somebody that was out purging or something true, like that. True, because the people in the, uh, the Dahmer dinner party were the staff, Yeah, so the they're hell. all staffed up. This guy was just in like a hoodie and a... And and a um, thing and when he's right I'll tell you what I know this part really pissed me off at this whole, I mean as a whole but there was some good tense shots the when she was being chased by the by the guy whatever uh -huh. who, the, the the perjurer 
that was good. <laughs> it was funny. He's like, um, let's hold on on the code there. What if there's danger? And she's like, well, let's let him in. If he didn't stall, they would have had more than ample time to let her in. That's true. And so, one, I'm like, normally I'm like, okay, cool, Rick, whatever. But this one, I'm like, dude, you could have But, I mean, it. dude, he, he really did have a good point. Yeah. I mean, no. he, he said, and, you know, what do I do? I mean, you know, the potentially the, the security system could be breached if we let her in. And he's right. And that's what happened. Yep. And that's another good shot. When you just see the guy, like, kind of scuttle in, I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, scary. Yeah, well, before we get into the scuttling, let's get into the eye gouge. That was a good gouge. I mean, this was like some straight-up WWE, no-holds-barred kind of stuff. Dookie! Right? But no, we, we get, like, the, you know, Lila's being choked, and the, her last resort to not being killed is, like, the thumb in the eye. Why the fuck not? I mean, this is like old school gangs in New York kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, it was it was pretty gratuitous. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I lo- I like about what USA has done with this miniseries is that they have not backed away from the gore. Or the language. This episode yes. This episode said fuck like three or four times and it had some really good kills and gore. I mean, like for USA, it would it, it, I was like, holy shit, this was this episode was shocking. <laughs> so but anyway. But yeah, we get Jenna and and Lila, you know, Jenna helps Lila get in. I mean, they only crack the security system, like, literally, almost like the Indiana Jones door. Like, just enough for Lila to to scoot in. To get her shoes. So, (laughs) while Jenna pulls Lila in and and Rick goes back to the door, it actually turns out that Rick is the person that allows the the scuttler to get Mm -hmm. in. Because he should have been manning that keypad all along. But But he he goes over to try to help. Right. And, but that that literally that two seconds where he's away from the door is all the scuttler needs to get in under the security. Yeah. So and so like, I don't know. It was just <laughs> it was this it was a funny shot because he's like, oh yay great Lila's here and then he looks at the, he looks at the, the, the lock and he looks down and it's total Christmas time. <laughs> Dude, he was like he just looks down. And he's like Christmas time is here. Just like the sad. Charlie Brown walk. Well, yeah, because he realizes that he and his wife have been having all these problems on this purge night, but mm-hmm. everything has been stemming from this Lila. this threesome that yeah. they had. And then, lo and behold, here's the one who's here. So, and she's telling the whole thing. And here's the thing. I don't trust Lila one fucking bit. And I think, you know, it led on later on in the episode that Rick is very distrustful of her as well. Well, yeah, and, of and course. Rightfully I so. Mean, absolutely. No, and I, I mean, I think he's actually in the right on this one. And it's not just because he doesn't trust her around Jenna. He doesn't trust her because her story is complete shit. Right. And she's a snake. Yeah. She's a snake. Yeah. I think she's doing just enough to be able to get somebody into that into that group because... I mean, if you think about it, I don't think that Candelina and all those people killed the Stantons. No? No, I don't think so. Because, I mean, if you... Bargaining chip? Yeah, I think that that's one of the things. Because, you know, Rick and Jenna literally walked away from the Stantons, and, you know, they escaped or whatnot with with Catalina's help. But, I mean, does anybody turn down the NFFA? Right. Without repercussions? That's true. So, maybe maybe this is all just a clever ruse to, to get, you know, to get a... Pat, you think they want to make a patsy of some sort? No, I just think they want to get back at, at Jenna and Rick for you know leaving the party and not adhering to the rules oh. of the Stanton Dahmer dinner party. Uh, I think all of them are dead. I think the revolution squelched them. The, I hope so because Stanton too. was a little douche. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And, he, and that's another thing. Okay, so but I could see it playing out both ways. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, 
I can't. I don't trust Lila as far as I can fucking throw her. And this whole story, like but you said, but she's only like 110 pounds. So I mean, it's true. It's possibly you could probably chuck her like a lawn dart <laughs> or a bowling ball, <laughs> right? But anyway, so fuck. So anyway, so like, um, no. One, her story changed, and two, there's just something about her that's mm-hmm. just very distrust, un- untrustworthy. So I'm thinking the whole time, like, like there's shenanigans. Like, she's planning something. She's wanting to get, like, Rick out of the picture, and she's going to, like, do something. Or, like, it was just like, yeah, and my dad, sa- my dad saved me because I hid in a secret library. Like, how'd you the, get out of here? The secretanos. Right. I said the secretanos. But like, uh, no. So she's like, she's like, you know what? My dad did this heroic act, and I always thought he was the villain. Blah blah blah. So it's kind of funny that we have all this shit going down in front of Jenna, who's like you completely know, oblivious to everything and contradicting herself uh-huh. on every fucking turn. And then when the shit hits the fan, she's like, okay, cool. Go, oh, Lila. You're all right. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. And then they go to um rick and jenna and then in the bedroom alone they're like what the fuck you talking about her story's changing shit's going down how do you not know she's not bringing people here and man good good on rick for picking up that little bitty snippet of of lila's story that changed you know she said oh they were searching for me and he didn't see me right so it's like i mean i understand that you know when you're when you're traumatized you know the stories aren't necessarily you know what what you say and what you see and, and what you believe can, can be happen. varied. But, I mean... But if you're trying to cover your tracks... Exactly. And I, I, he has never trusted Lila just because, I, I think what you said, I think she's trying to get him out of, out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even the, 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 the subtle little jab at the end of the episode where she grabs a hold of Jenna's hand while she's sleeping, if you notice the, the shot that pulls back away from him... She's leaning on... Jenna's leaning on Lila, uh-huh. you know, away from away from Rick. Uh-huh. So, That's I mean... the most awkward fucking scene in the whole... It was awkward. You could feel the tense. In and I mean, one. who falls asleep like that? Come in on. The, in the middle of the fucking purge after a fucking home invasion. I'm sorry, man. I could be dog-ass tired. I am not falling asleep on purge night. But here's another thing. Fucking another reason why Jenna... We got to go back a little bit in okay. this one. So um, we never talked about what happened to the intruder. So because the next part's really important. So the intruder comes in. And we find out it's the fucking neighbor Ross, right? It's fucking uh, it's uh, Stephen Colbert. It's the it's the disgruntled Ned Flanders. And it's funny because he's like, you know what? You could have been nice. You could have said hello, uh-huh. you know. And they're like, you didn't have to park in front of my house, right? You didn't have to do this shit. And then Jen is like, you don't have to do this. And he goes, but I can. It's I mean, purge this, night. this is like suburban Johnson County purge right here, right? Y- your dog shit on my lawn, but you cut down my maple tree. Which, and it's like, really, this is what we're purging over, right? But you know what? Jenna was like, you don't have to do this, which is right. He mm-hmm. That's stupid shit to kill somebody over. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, but I can and I'm going to. It's purge night, right? Because it's purge land, right? So that's why I'm like, Jenna's like, oh. but then <laughs> when he's talking shit to Jenna and Rick and then like, he's like, whatever, Jenna, fuck you too. Pop! And, like, just clocks her. Mm. Hey, dude, she's pregnant. He goes, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But then <laughs> he totally goes back on himself. And, like, when the, Jenna tries to wrestle the gun away uh-huh. from him, he goes, fuck you. He he knocks her down and out and then fucking runs up and gives her, like, and, like, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah, he puts and, like, her in a chokehold with the pistol to her head. Right. I was like, holy shit, he's going to fuck her up, right? 
I didn't expect like da 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 Lila to come out and like stab that dude. But I mean, honestly, how, how are you gonna sleep through something like that? Literally, you are you are the next room over. But it's funny because like like Mark's over there like uh he he's like you know what he should have been like. Don't kill us if you want to purge something that someone there's in the next room. You know, just Rick sets up Lila like that. Yeah. I mean, come with the guilty birds with one stone, right? Jenna would never forgive him at the same time. At the same time, like, hey, whatever. Crush your enemies. But, <laughs> but yeah, you've got Ned Flanders going all <coughs> ham, you know, and then Lila just, I mean, dude, she double taps him right in the spine with a butcher knife. Right? And I'm like, whoa. Here's, no, here's where I'm really i didn't want to get to why i was really pissed off at jenna and but here's why she hated rick for even holding a gun Mm -hmm. to kill somebody yet she's like all extra cool with lila stabbing somebody in the front of her brutally brutally Mm -hmm. and she's like oh you know what she's never said it's not okay I mean, she never said it's okay and it's grand, but she never said it's not okay. You saved me, Lila. There, yeah, it was. There was like there was never a like 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 oh thank you or or like how could you do that? Mm. There was nothing. Like, just like oh Lila, you're dreamy, you know. And then <laughs> and so I'm like, man, fuck you, Jenna. You can't like you know get all pissed off about one thing and then when something equally worse happens on the same fucking night, get all indignant or not mm. indignant, all like. Eh. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah. You know, so nonchalant about it. And another thing. I know it's shock. I know it's trauma. I know it's everything. But if she's willing to move instead of throwing out the carpet. I mean, I understand there's more to it and all that stuff. Yeah. But she's busting her ass to fucking get this stain out of the carpet. Get the carpet, throw it the fuck out. I mean, if you're willing to move. And then she's like, we can't have neighbors like this at the same time. You don't have gonna... neighbors anymore. Right. Remember, you you done, you done killed the one <laughs> in the neighborhood. So that you gave should you be beans. good, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. No matter where they're going to go, it's still purge land. That's very they're true. They're still going to be the new neighbors. and They're still going to fuck up and piss somebody off. Yeah. So now that that house is vacant, let they should stay where they're at. But you know what happens then? The Clopex move in. Sardine. Fucking Clopex. <laughs> So it's just like Jenna's just like nonsensical. I understand a lot of shit going on this oh, yeah. night. I think a lot of it's trauma. A lot of it's just kind of being, I guess, just completely out of her wits with everything going on. But even before that, even before yeah, exactly. everything, even at the beginning of the Donner, Dahmer dinner party, she was so flaky and wishy-washy mm-hmm. and just like, although I don't know, you know, and, and, and changing her stories with one person to the other and getting all dignity when she shouldn't be and getting all meek when she shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? She's, I, she's just, I don't like Jenna. Well, and and there was a part during the episode. I I know you picked up on it, but I don't know if our listeners might. Have. <laughs> it kind of cracked me up when Rick goes, "Oh, you know, Jenna." Jenna tries to help him pick up Ross's body, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be lifting anything." It's like really, that's the biggest of your worries. Not your wife being punched. Not your wife being tackled to the ground. Right. Not your wife seeing this guy get stabbed brutally twice. No, you don't want him. You don't want her lifting. I mean, that's what's gonna do it. That's exactly. what's gonna send her that, into fits. That's the straw. I just, I, <laughs> I was him. just like, really, Rick? Come on now. Right. At the same time, Rick's a fucking asshole, but like, he's right. 
about I, a lot of things. I did think it was kind of funny, though, that Lyle ended up grabbing the Ross's feet to help him move. <laughs> you, you said, lift you, with your legs, Lila. <laughs> lift with your back in a short, jerky movements and twist at the waist. Right, you feel, that, you feel that ting in your spine? That means it's working. But, like, fucking, I even wrote in my notes, I hate Jenna. She'll move but not get rid of the goddamn carpet. Ugh. That was my actual <laughs> notes. That was, I mean, in her defense, it was a pretty nice rug. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, what's more expensive, fucking moving or getting a, going to Pier fucking one and buying a new carpet? Fuck you. All I'm saying is I'm cheap, man. I'd do rug doctor. And she's like, you know what? I, that's the baby's nursery. Every time I think that, I'm going to think about, yeah, think about Lila fucking stabbing somebody and you getting pissed off at Rick. Yeah, exactly. Literally, the killer is in your baby's nursery. Right? And if that's the baby's nursery and it's like, oh, and every time I'm going to be in there, I'm going to think about this, then fucking switch rooms. Yeah. No, no, you got plenty of rooms in the house. No, you're not going to think about the infidelity with you and you and Lila in our master bedroom, but you're going to think about Lila killing some dude in the baby's room or in right. the right outside the baby's room. Jenna's just consistently fucking up. Yep. It's just, and you know, I have that low tolerance for people consistently fucking up. <laughs> Too many structure against her. I fucking hate Jenna. I will, <laughs> she's got to She's going to have to fucking, unless she kills both of them, she's dead to me. I mean, like, well, you know, you know, you know she I mean, won't I kill Lila. No, I, I mean, I don't even think she'll kill Lila if Lila ends up killing Rick in some kind of like jealous fit or some kind of, you know, right? planned homicide. If that's the outcome of this one, I'm going to be pissed off. I do not want Jenna to have a happy ending. I'm not saying like dingoes <laughs> eat her baby, but I'm saying at the same time, fucking she needs to be miserable. I. Wow. Maybe she get like a hangnail or something, is and, and, and then make it go all the way up her arm. Fuck Jenna. I, I'm sorry. It's just. All right. Well, I guess yeah. we're gonna have to end on that <laughs> note because that was pretty visceral. I mean, that came from the soul. I mean. <laughs> so the last snippet that we have to talk about is Jane and the 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 David Riker like living art expo slash grope fest and the purge protector. The, the harassment purge. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sexual harassment purge. This was great. This, this Please was explain great. quickly. <laughs> I like the decor. No, this was this was a fantastic. Uh, uh, this was I really enjoyed the shit out of this part. This little this segment that we got. Oh yeah, because we got plenty of flashbacks to find out what makes Jane tick. Yeah, and what the whole not playing the game was. Yep, we get so much backstory. We get um, so much character. Mm-hmm. We get so much like really good acting. You know, yeah, really superb acting, especially with Jane in this episode. And we get such a good melding at the end of it with yes. the, with him and the, with her and the purge protector. So good on Jane for being like extremely studious and wanting to put studies first, because that was super important. I just don't like and you know what? It's hard. It's it's easy to vilify the mom, but like. She kind of had not like good points, but like, hey, you got your smarts. Use every weapon at your disposal. She just went about it in a totally wrong and bad way. Well, I mean, to to her point, though, I mean, it's 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 pointing out, you know, the purge is doing a good job of pointing out the misogyny. Oh, yeah. That exists in this world and the actual world. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, Jenna's mom or Jenna, uh, Jane's mom just wants the best for her. Right. But. It's it's almost in a kind of like a sleazy sell your daughter out kind of way. It's a misogynistic way. 
Well, no, because it, it actually benefits it, it benefits Jane's mom too. Because you know when when the flashback sequences happen, you know we see Jane in the pageants that that get her to college with the scholarships. Right. Jane doesn't want to do that. Well, then we see the first time that she's supposed to meet with the Riker Capital people. You know, Jane's mom says, "Oh, you need to sexy it up, lose the blazer, show off the goods." Yeah, yeah. And Jane comes in. She's like, "I don't want to talk about it. I'm wearing the blazer, this, that, and the other." And and Jane's mom, you know, points to a stack of bills that are all over the table and says, "You know, we this, need this. We need this. We need you to get this job. You know, this is on you." Yeah. So essentially, she's whoring out her daughter. Yeah. No, that's just 100% to be able just right. to be able to pay the bills. And you know what? It's like I said, she had. When she's trying to tell her daughter, you know, use every weapon at your disposal. Right. That's a good, that is a good message. If you got smarts and you can use whatever you can to get ahead. But to say show off the goods and sex it up, that is horrible. Yeah. And then the fact, it was, I don't know if, if you caught this, but she goes, hey, this is not that world. Right. You know? So it was just like when she's just like, you got to show off everything. I know she goes, I want people to recognize me for my smarts and my capabilities, not mm-hmm. just for what I look like in a bikini. She was miserable on stage. And there's pageant mom, fucking toddlers and tiaras, Jane's mom in the background yelling at her like, you got to smile, show it off, work it, you know? That's, and I understand it's too, if you want to do pageants and they like it and they dig it, fine, you know? But don't like force people who really don't want to do it into doing that because that's messed up. Yeah, parents are not. You know, kids don't want to do pageants. Don't let them make them do pageants, especially when they feel like sexualized. Yeah, you know exactly. And I I think that's a lot of what good that that this particular your show does. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I think you said it in like episode one or two of our recap show is like it turns the bloody mirror on society. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a bloody mirror, but it's a very nasty type of, you know, a, a nasty type of mindset. Yeah. Where, you know, Toxic. this very male dominated, you know, male toxicity towards the, you know, the the female uh-huh. is just hyper, you know, hyper sensualized during, you know, this this particular section of the episode. And I think it was it was very good for the uh, you know, USA to handle this and the purge to handle this. Because, I mean, it really does showcase the fact that, you know, in this world, or actually in, in the real world, the one that we live in, not necessarily just purge world, I mean, sometimes it takes these women to essentially sell their personality, you know, completely out, and just show off their bodies in order to get ahead. Like, uh, uh, um... Anya. Anya. Yeah. Exactly An- like Anya. And, and that's exactly what Anya, you know, alludes to when, um, you know, Jane gets gets we- caught in the last episode, but mm-hmm. she finally gets put up in, like, the, the living art world. Right. And, you know, Anya said, you know, I played the game. That's the reason why I've got the corner office. And that's what set her off, like, because that's what the mom was like. You have to play the game, yep. you know? Yep. And here's the thing. Yeah, you should play the game, but it's everybody's game is different. You know what I'm saying? You don't mm-hmm. have to sexualize, sell yourself out to play the game. Jane was doing just fine using her brains alone. And in fact, if it all wasn't for Persian, she'd probably be ahead of the game. Yeah, and you know? I, I think if she was, if she was, I guess linked with a different person besides you know William Baldwin's David Riker, mm-hmm. I think she would be way more successful. I think she could have been like a CEO or you know CFO of, of a company because. We've seen that she is very intelligent. She yeah. is very capable. Yeah. You know, but just because she is, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I mean, we don't know exactly where in the structure she is, but 
since she's not willing to whore herself right. out, they're she's, like she's they're like whatever. Ever gonna be like the number three or number four on the on the pecking order? And that's not necessarily a game you want to play, right? Not not you with know? that sleaze ass no. William Baldwin playing David Riker. Exactly. So when the mom was like, "Play the game, play the game," and then when Anya was like, "Play the game," she's like, "Oh fuck this!" Yeah. And we we see David Riker actually come up to be creepy. Yeah, and he James character like touching her and feeling her i mean and this is what this this particular like i guess riker living art expo was supposed to be about mm-hmm. was complete hypersexualization of the women in this in this company but you see him start to to fondle jane and huge kudos to amanda warren who plays jane she i mean killed her you could episode. see the fright on her face especially when he was talking about like the greatest thing about this is the fear, especially when you see it in your eye. And I'm like, you're a fucking great yeah, ball when you're awful. The the deer analogy. But as he was saying that, I looked directly at her eyes, you know, and she was selling that fear. This oh, was, absolutely. She did an amazing job with this. And, like, <clears throat> it was just messed up to see all this shit going down and hear Baldwin be all cre- extra creepy which made when the power went out even better because she's like, hey, she's like, hey, call, call uh, yeah, Anya, she, put, put, get, I got a card in my pocket. Just please just call him, call him, call him, call him. I didn't expect Anya to call him. I thought she was going to rip the card and be like, huh, sorry. Like yeah, that. or like pour it in a drink or light it on fire or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something really bitchy. But like, lo and behold. But we don't even know if Anya called. Well, yeah, we do later We on do in the later, episode. but the, until but then, at, we don't at, know. At that point, we don't know if Anya had called. And I still didn't think she did. Oh, I didn't think so either. No, because she didn't have that look of like, okay, I'll help. She had the like, all right, Jane, stupid bitch. You know, and it's just like, come on now, Anya, you know. And it's but, like it's like what you alluded to, you know, the power goes out and everything. Yeah. And, and one of the little underlings goes, all right, it's going to get freaky in here. Shut the fuck up, Steve. Is that, go go check the breaker, you know, right. and, and Riker's going crazy. This episode had like four or five fucks, and it was mostly in this uh Yeah, in, in the Jane segment. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, go fuck yourself, Baldwin. And I was like, <laughs> yes, go fuck yourself. But, like, then the power goes out, and I thought it was the Matron Saints. I did, too. I was like, oh, shit, they're going to come fucking fuck some pigs up. But we find out it was the Purge Protector. Even better. Way to talk about way, way to make an entrance. How you get, The best way to show up is blowing somebody away with a fucking shotgun to the chest. That that announces your entrance with authority. You know what I'm saying? And then you just keep shooting people. Exactly. <laughs> you keep shooting things. He's like, don't move. And that guy gets trying to come up, shoots him right in the fucking back. I said don't move. I mean, he did give fair he did warning. He warning. And I mean, it is, it is purge land. I love the purge protector. This was great. He fucked some people up. He, and he, then- he's, so, he's so vanilla as a character when he gets like completely visceral and just just downright mean and shoots people it's great it's awesome because it's also for the side of good yeah so exactly like, <laughs> if it was like some like fucking jackass coming in and like blowing somebody away for shits and giggles we'd be like all right cool but boo but since it's the purge protector like yes and it worked because i was i was audibly excited about this segment i think we both were yeah and we still don't know exactly how the purge protector knew where jane was yeah or who hired her or what right so i mean you know jane was was at riker's house you know in, in this you know moving showcase of flesh art and you know the purge protector comes in and he goes i'm not going to hurt you i'm here to save you 
He cuts Jane free. Jane starts going around and starts cutting all the other girls free. Which is good. Yeah, exactly. Don't just leave them. Come on. No. Seriously, you, you've been traumatized by Riker just in the, what, the past 25 minutes that you've been tied up? These, These girls, girls have been, been there all hours. night. Yeah. Right. You Probably know, they've been there all night. Because they got hijacked. Exactly. So, and so, like, because he would have been like, no, no time. Let's go. Right? But he was like, all right, cool. And then he's just kind of watching the room. He's like, man, these motherfuckers aren't moving. I got a shotgun. Yeah, do what you need to they do. They got shit. Make it quick, right? But it was so good because I was like, all right, cool. They're, uh, like fucking Baldwin was trying to sneak away, slink uh-huh. away. And then he, she changed go, oh, fuck no, right? And she got that gun. And like, Perch Protector was like, I'm out. Yeah, you can even see it. Yeah. When, when the Perch Protector sees her go down to get the gun, he's just like, he just kind of turns away. Yeah, he's like, cool. Do what you got to do. Do what you need to do. Yeah. You know? Which is good on Purge Protector. Oh, absolutely. And I- and Jane's, <laughs> Jane's line Jane's line was delivered with such, uh, I don't even know how to describe bravado. it. Bravado. Not even bravado, man. It was just so cold. Yeah. It was so cold, so monotone, so calculating. So perfect. Yeah. She just goes, there's nothing left to say. Bam! Pops him right in the head. I was not expecting an up-close shot of that like that. Neither was I. I that, thought it was going to be like a cut shot where we just see Jane, but no. Or the we, back of his head. No, yeah. we see the fucking bullet. It's not in bullet time, but we're like, we're like, holy shit, they just shot a ball right in the dome. I bet somewhere Trump just jizzed his pants. Oh, my God. It's just like, yes, Baldwin. Not the one I wanted, but one nonetheless. Like, again, it's just a show. Just a show. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that pretty much wraps up with with Jane because I mean, now is she gonna be taking over? I I don't know. She's probably next in line. I fucking hope so because I hope it's not fucking uh, Anya. Anya, she don't deserve it. But at the same time, but she did call the matron saints. That's because we see we see a well vindicated Jane. Yeah, right. It was glorious to see her vindication. So glorious. And the Purge Protector, and they're still listening to Tony Robbins as they drive off. And we end the episode with, like, the fucking Matron Saints just rowing in, ready to fuck shit up. Yep. And I think it was, like, the, the, even the radio was, like, and tattoo the day or something like that. And I'm, like, they're going to tattoo some shit. They're going to brand some things. Absolutely. So do we have anything else that we need to cover with Jane or any of the other segments? Mm-mm. All right, so like we do on every episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode? Ooh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, I want to say 8, because I really fucking dug it, but I'm going to go 7.5, because um, definitely the majority of kudos to this, for me, goes to Jane and the Purge Protector. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like what they did with the Penelope. I'm glad they had like a come to Jesus meeting and like they went and that fucking zip line of death was fucking dope. Oh yeah. The hillbilly human torch. Yeah. It would have got a higher, if it would have got a lot higher score, if it wasn't for fucking Jenna and all that shenanigans with all Lila, that fucking snake in the grass. So those, it's just like left a really bitter taste in my mouth. <laughs> so I'm going to go seven and a half on this one. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but err. And actually, I think I'm going to go ahead and echo your sentiment there because I, re- I really enjoyed this episode as well. I finally, 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 
feel some catharsis with Jane over everything that happened with her with her segment of the episode. Exactly. It was so if And the fact that the purge protector was the one that quote unquote saved her was even better. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. that that part just makes it even better. The only thing about that where do you think he's taking her? Do you I'm, think they're all going to meet up at Steve the Cops or Joe the Cops? I don't think so, man. I think it's just very suspicious how he would know where she's at. Yeah, you think it's the mom? No, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've, conje- I've conjectured before that I think that, you know, his plant shutting down had something to do with the acquisition that they were doing. Uh-huh. So I think the timing in the episodes kind of lines up the, the right way. So I'm wondering if he's like, you know, hey... You know, I'm coming to save you, this, that, and the other. And he's either going to, A, try to talk her out of doing the acquisition, or B, he's going to try to kill her. You know, he's going to try to kill her. Feed her the dogs or something like that. Or not the dogs, but like the take her like, this is the enemy. Right, yeah. Yeah, she's she's essentially representing the one percenters. I hope he does not. I hope he saves her. I hope he goes, look. Let me tell you what's going on with this. Yeah, I exactly. hope he does that route. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but but of course, that is just conjecture. I don't know anything, you know, that outside of the, just watching the episodes that we did. So, you know, my conjecture on whether or not those two things are linked, I just think it's kind of suspicious that the Purge Protector would be laid off and then they're talking about this big acquisition. Very so. convenient. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to go 7.5. You're going to go 7.5. Mm-hmm. I want to remind everybody that we will be back next Monday recapping AMC's The Walking Dead Episode 3. But on behalf of my co-host, Genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. I'm going to go check the password. <laughs>